Hi there, everybody. Hello. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed, and this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and other things that are like ghosts. We talk about urban legends. My friend's pet uh, dog ghost. Cryptozoology. The dog's ghost's name is Spilin. And he, it's not. And he is it's not he's housebroken <laughs> and he's very scary. Well, we talk about a lot of things spooky. We love spooky things. We do love spooky things. Each week, Lindsay brings in a topic, I bring in a topic, and we discuss it with each other for the first time on the show together. Yeah, we don't know each other's topics. Nope. I pinky swear, and I promise, and I triple pinky swear. And this is our special Valentine's Day episode. It is. Valentine's uh, Day is on Wednesday. I was going to make kissing noises, but then I realized that's, that's not good audio. Not. So kissing noise, kissing noise, hugging noise. X's and O's. What is a hugging noise? What's the uh, noise of a It sounds hug? like this. <laughs> Great. Those are, those are oh, closed. That's right. Um, and that voice is not Lindsay. It's our good buddy <laughs> and composer... Uh, that might sound too formal for the theme. That's fine. Good buddy? That's not too formal. Our good buddy, Roger Dodger Niner, Eli Chambers. <laughs> yes, he's our special guest today. Hi, Eli. Hi, folks. Welcome to Spooky Spouses. Glad to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let it be known that Lindsay and I are both drinking uh, soy milk vanilla lattes from Starbucks, <laughs> and Eli is drinking tea. So I'm not sure if that just kind of lets you know where we are. We're just having a little sip party over here. <laughs> We're just sipping out. We're gripping out, and we're going to rip out. Well, I think we're going to dive in into our Valentine's-themed yeah. episode. Good how, for you guys. how ghoulishly lovely. Isn't it ghoulishly oh. lovely? Okay, well, did I start last time, or did you start I last time? I started last started. time. Yes. Okay. So it's time for you to, to do it. jump in? Do it. Okay, so I just have a discussion. It's okay. not a story. It's not anything. And then I have kind of a discussion game. Uh-huh. But it's still kind of just a discussion. So you have a cl- okay. your, just your standard um, capital D and then a standard capital <laughs> DG for us. Yeah. So I didn't. Well, basically, what I'm saying is I didn't do a ton of research. Oh, that's. Fine. I just kind of was like, let's just talk about this. Because topic- I was going to research it, but I'm like, let us be the researchers. If Eli guesses your topic, or if I guess your topic, do we get a prize? No, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. What do you think you, it is? you first? There's no incentive, but go ahead. Um. The structure of corduroy pants and how thick or how thin <laughs> the, the, the I guess, corduroy is on the pants. If it's a thick corduroy or a thin corduroy. Oh, Close, but no. Okay. I was going to say something about Dockers. So no. we're on the same page. We are. We're yep. wrong, but we're mm-hmm. on the same page. We're hoping to be sponsored by Dockers one day. Sooner or later. One of these. That would be great. <laughs> hey, if one of your guys' uncles or aunts works at Dockers, tell them to... Tell them to holler at us. Or give us a discount. Yeah. Why not, right? That's fine. Dockers are trying to make a comeback, too. I saw this thing <laughs> on Instagram where there there was this uh, this young guy with fashionable glasses who was riding a tuk-tuk somewhere in Eastern Asia wearing, wearing those Docker pants that cinch at the bottom. So they're like the fashionable khakis oh, cool. that aren't khakis, like almost pajamas, but they're not pajamas, but they're Docker. So they're trying to rebrand. Mm. <laughs> Was he wearing Crocs too, or no? He was wearing bright green Crocs. Cool. And he was wearing a T-shirt that said "Docs and Crocs." Doc- yeah, he was Docks wearing a shirt that said "Docs and Crocs." <laughs> okay, well, we'll start talking about my topic. Okay. If, if you're done talking about Dockers, but no, my topic has nothing to do with Dockers. Okay. Oh man. But close. All right. Um, but not at all. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what I wanted to talk about, so it's kind of love-themed, but, um, and spooky at the same time, because love can be kind of spooky. It is? Chew, chew on that one. Okay. But, um, so I just want to talk about, like, romance horror films. Yeah, all right. Because, like, there's usually a lot of monster films and stuff like that that, like, it all has to do with love. Like, you can even take Twilight, and that's all, like, a big love story, but it's, like, werewolves and vampires yeah. and all Beauty that Beauty and the stuff. Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Is that one? Yeah. I mean, that's, yes. he's a monster. She loves him. But, like, I have certain films, like The Fly. Yeah. He's, like, a scientist. The experiment goes wrong. You ever seen it? I have never seen him. that film. With the Jeffrey Fly. Goldblum? I know, oh, I know who one. that is. Yeah. That's he, he gets pretty gnarly. In that Even film. gnarlier, yeah. I think that is yeah. the the one scene or the one collection of scenes I have I have seen of that movie is where he's going through the transformation, like looking at himself in the mirror and all that yeah. stuff. That's all I've it's seen. It's nasty. Of it. It's pretty creepy. Sorry, it nasty. It nasty. But yeah, if there's other ones you can think of, I had those. I had Crimson Peak, which was a great movie. Oh my gosh, that was the one that our good buddy GDT Guillermo del Toro who. This kind of slowly works us into a Doug Jones reference because we did not reference Doug Jones oh, Doug. in the last episode or two. Now, Doug, you've liked some of our tweets on, on the on the internet, so just please just maybe come on the show next time. Or just come let us hang out. We would love that, Doug. We won't uh, plus one you. No, we won't plus we will never we'll guest of honor you. Hashtag <laughs> never plus one Doug Jones. It's a kind of a long one, but it's but it's uh necessary well i think it. i think right. it's well worth it crimson right. peak is a very good movie it's a very good movie if you haven't seen it and awesome it's, it's based on beauty and the beast isn't it yeah it's very beauty and the beastish it's what after the grim fairy tale brothers grim is that right i think so yeah but it's like the original the original version of beauty and the beast right but even think of movies like dracula it's kind yeah. of like a love lust spooky thing there's the bride of frankenstein Frankenstein has a thing. Also, Chucky. The bride of Chucky. He even gets the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it all resorts back to, like, love. Love, romance, creepiness. Was... Bride of Freddy. Bride of Freddy. (laughs) Freddy. Um, There was the one... 2006. I was like, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, I think, was in it. And then, (laughs) uh, who else was in it? That we were were talking to Molly about it earlier today. The actor... Uh, from um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> Him, uh, Patrick Dempsey has a short cameo. Patrick Dempsey was in it. No, who was the guy from other movies that are much more important, but I can only think of the movie Wild Hogs? Tim Allen. John not, Travolta? Not John Travolta. He was the Martin bad, Lawrence? He's the bad boy. He's the bad boy. Oh, Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Wild know. Hogs. I don't you know. just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay was talking to me about Wild Hogs, and then our buddy Sam was mentioning Wild Hogs, and then we watched Wild Hogs, and that's the end of that story. It's awesome. not funny, but it's funny, because it's not funny. It's just watch <laughs> Wild Hogs. It's a good movie. There's the one guy in it, too, the really skinny guy who's like a computer programmer or something. Oh, I forget the his tall, name. Not William H. Macy. Yeah. Is, is that it? I think it's William H. Macy. He's tall and thin. I think so. Like, funny. <laughs> Anyways, back on track to scary <laughs> movies. But, like, I was going to say, like, is there any movies you can think of? I mean, there's Ghost. Ghost, Ghost is, like, is an obvious one. one. He, like, wants to protect his wife. and I think the the very first time I dove into the movie Ghost, I didn't realize that it would be as creepy as it is. It gets really creepy at the end. Well, side note, that, like, 
creepy scene where they're like building pottery or whatever and he's yeah. like a ghost and she's not she's a human being like there is actually a whole group of people that like claim that they sleep with ghosts yes like there really is a, a group like on the internet of people that like that they're content with just being with a ghost wow yeah yeah i mean i guess like if you are in a relationship with a ghost and we're we're talking about relationships this is valentine's related okay so i'm not i'm not derailing us too much <laughs> But if you're in a relationship with a ghost, does that imply you have a direct connection? Like you kind of have your ghost, forgive me for using dated terminology, but you have your ghost partner on speed dial? Or does that just mean that whenever the ghost pops in, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> that they, then it's like, okay, well, I guess now it's ghost time. But like, maybe you're busy. Or do you, can you just like call them up and say like, come on over. What are you or, doing? Ghost yeah. buddy. Want to make some ghost spaghetti? <laughs> can make my ghost spaghetti. Yeah, do they eat real food or not real food? They mean... do not, and it's proven fact. Well, they, okay. they, they try, but it just ends up all over the floor. It's like Casper. It's Casper the ghost. It's Slimer, too. Remember Ew, Slimer yeah. was eating all that stuff yeah. at the hotel, and it was just like going Stroke. all over the floor? I rarely... Slimer. I don't get too wheezed out with a few things. There are very few things that sort of wheeze my juice. Slimer does it for you? <laughs> but no, like, it was gross. Like... The, well, the yeah. rate at which he was eating, and he was it looked like he was just eating piles of slop. It looked like he was eating the things <laughs> in the movie Hook when they imagined what food oh, was. Oh, the colorful food. Ooh. Man, also, what even was that food in Hook? Blue slop, <laughs> green slop. Do you want, like, harder blue shapes, or do you want, like, these yellow floating shapes? It's weird food. Yellow floating shapes. But the way Slimer eats is, yeah, quite It's the name quite of my, uh, my, like, psychedelic indie band. Which one? Yellow Float. Floating Shapes. Yellow Floating Yellow Shapes. Floating yeah. shapes. New EP drops in March, guys. Check it out. What's the title of the EP? <laughs> it's self-titled. It's eponymous. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. No, oh. the name of the album is It's Self-Titled, comma, It's Eponymous. That's oh, the name. Cool. It's the name of. And cool. that whole sentence I just said is the name of the album. Is this still part of it? Is, is what I'm saying right now a part of the album name and I don't even realize it? Now you're getting it. Wow. <laughs> think about I, that This one. is blowing my mind. But, okay, so that was just kind of something I wanted you to think about. Well, Eli, do you have a do you have a, a good spooky movie that you like that's, like, romantic in a way? Uh, you know, I'm not a big movie guy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, that's okay. not a big movie uh, guy? Uh, the best qualified person to speak on this topic. But I guess Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of? Mm-hmm. Because he wants to marry Lydia, and Lydia's like, I just want to, like, hang out with my ghost pals. Yeah, I'm also very young. And I'm very young, which <laughs> is very alive. weird. And alive. <laughs> and alive. But the, the, the original owners of that house, they're just ghost husband and wife, and they just go around tormenting everybody, having a blast. Well, they don't want to, but they, they have to. They're responsible for getting them out of the house. But they uh, accept it, and then they just listen to Harry shapes. Belafonte. Yeah. yeah. They just rock out to him, which is great. That's how I want to do it. That's how I want to go. I do that every night before dinner. <laughs> Blast and when she gets yeah. good grades, she gets a good grade and they, they dance it out. That's her like... That is really nice. That also, that par- not not parallel dimension, that other dimension that you can go to with the sandworms and it's just this That's endless wacky. sea of sand or, well, desert, I guess. Some people call it a desert in the U.S. <laughs> I do too sometimes, but yeah, that's really, it's like a really off-putting visual. Beetlejuice is a good movie. It is a good movie. Okay, the quick little kind of game that I have for you guys. Yeah? I'm going to count to three, and you're going to tell me you either love it or hate it. Eli first? Both of you at the same time. Are you okay. going to tell me what it is first, or are you just so going to one, what? two, three, love it or hate it? <laughs> love it or hate it. Oh, and the, and the actual thing is eating boogers. Okay, so it oh, still has something it. to do with movies, and this edition of Love It or Hate It is villains. 
So I'm going to tell you a movie, scary movie villain, and on the count of three, you both have to say either love it or hate it, and then I'll talk to you and see why you love it or hate it. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. Okay. So the first one I have is... Love it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The first one I have is Cujo. Do you guys both know who Cujo is? Yeah, the Stephen King dog. Now, is this the movie itself or just just the actual villain? Just the villain. Okay. Like, what you feel about that villain. Do you feel like you love him, you think he's a good villain, or you think that's a very weak villain? Like, it could have been better. So in terms of, like, legitimacy or, like, maybe transposing it to the real world, good villain, bad villain. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, if you think, like, yeah, that was a good villain. That creeped me out. And good job. That was creative. Then love it. If you think, no, could have been better, could have been something else, hate it. Are you counting this down? Okay, ready? Yes. One, two, three. Love Love it. it. All right. (laughs) So you guys are both on the dog train. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you like it? Because it's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, dogs can be scary, especially that's a big dog. What is he, a St. Bernard, like a Bernese Mountain Dog? Yeah, or I think he's like a Bernese that. or something like that. No, I thought, like a Cujo, mastiff or... I thought it was a Mastiff. Oh, I think you might be right. Because well, I always think of the Sandlot dog. I, key, I constantly mix up Cujo and the dog from Sandlot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Balto, if you remember that. Movie. Yeah, Balto. I get them, I get those three switched up <laughs> nonstop. And the cat from Homeward Bound. Yeah. <laughs> sassy. Uh, sa- isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is sassy. <laughs> it is sassy. I think Kuja is cool, too, because, like, there's no other movies that it's, like, you take man's best friend and make him evil. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about, like, a really good horror movie or novel or uh, concept album or whatever is that you take something perfectly mundane and relatable and that is, make that thing as scary as you possibly can. I think that's why so many people were freaked out when Jaws came out. Because sharks are usually so, you know, friendly. (laughs) So friendly. Well, I think just the fact that, uh, I think just the fact that, like, you, that, that's something that's very much so relatable, or like, like, shark attacks do happen. So, like, that there's a shark that's sort of hunting, quote unquote, this one specific area, I think is creepy because that could happen. Like, dog attacks could Mm -hmm. happen as well. Well, that's where I think the, when the, paranormal activity franchise first started that it was so effective because it's not like some crazy masked murderer running the streets it's like this is happening in your house yeah yeah right you can't see it in your own space so i haven't seen any of those movies but is the footage of those movies or like how they're shot from like home security cameras and stuff yes essentially that makes it a little creepier i guess Mm. pretty creepy okay Okay, you ready for number two sure Okay, so the next one on my list here is the Gill Man. He is the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh! So, what, 1958? Something like that. Black Lagoon? All right. One, two, three. Love Love it. it. Yep, love it. (laughs) I have a feeling you guys are going to love all of these people. I think you're right. I I like the Gill Man, too, especially for the 50s, like... He was scary for the The Gilman, the the way the the like the the aesthetic of the Gilman to me seems like something that again Guillermo del Toro would use as inspiration and modernize that sort of cult classic. Kind of uh, like Shape of Water. I mean, well, yeah, kind of like Shape of well, like there we go, Swish from downtown, Swish, which from downtown means it's beyond the half court line and it's a basketball. Um, Hold on, say that one more time. I'm going to write this down. Okay, half court basketball, throw throw the thing, gets in the thing. And you get a point for you, and you can give a point to one of your friends. Give a point to your friends. Sport. Sport. Okay, so moving on, what do you guys think about Jack Torrance? Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Ready? One, two, three. Love Love, hate. Love, hate. You have a love, hate. Why do you have a love, hate? 
Oh, he's so. I mean, I I love the character because you are. I mean, you're supposed to hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I equally both, but to to the same effect. I see where you're going with that. If we're just going off of, I guess, credibility and believability, and if he was a good villain, then yeah, I I love it for sure. Yeah, he was because, crazy. Man, oh man, and like the the way that Jack Nicholson was able to make his face into this thousand yard stare zoning out at his computer with like smiling but he also looks so maniacal oh it's so good man oh man he's creepy the amount of acting he did in his face I'm not sure if that would be smizing or not Tyra Banks it was uh, like the evil smize smearbzing <laughs> smearbzing yes smearbzing. He's, a, he's a very good villain because of his smearbzings alright I'll do one more just okay because we're running a little short on time okay what about Annie Wilkes from Misery, Kathy Bates' character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was honestly, and I'm not, I'm not fibbing around. I'm not telling you a tall, uh, a tall story. I was just thinking about Kathy Bates from Misery Kathy the other Bates. day. Kathy Bates. So love it, hate it. My accountant. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. One, two, three. Love, love, it. love for it. sure. <laughs> love it. She's a pretty good villain because she seems so sweet and innocent, and like she'll break your ankles. Also. That was the first horror movie that I ever saw where I also laughed till I cried because she got out of her car and yelled cock a at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of my... Kathy Bates. I was at one of my buddy's house when I saw it and he had he has one of those dads that has a garage in the back and was always in the garage working on his cars. That never worked, but I think that might have been his escape or something. Right. But they, we had an intercom from their house to their garage. And I remember when I heard it throughout the rest of the night, we'd go to the intercom and go, cock-a-poopy in the, in the intercom. And he came up and got very upset at us because he needed his alone time. But yeah, she's a very good villain. Well, yeah, that was pretty much my love or hate game. I had other ones on there. I had like The Blob, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Ooh, very good one. He's a good villain. Very, very good one. Yeah, we'll have to play it again sometime. I'll play it again. Love or hate, maybe a different edition. Maybe like romance edition. Or love, love or hate for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Favorite troll. Go oh. be troll. Trolls too. And trolls too. <laughs> well, thanks, and that's Lin- it. Thanks, Lindsay. But yeah, that was just my short little discussion I had. Now, I also have a game. Okay. And it's keeping in the theme Is of... it going to be better than your last game? It's so much better. <laughs> okay, great. Because I made it this morning, and it's a good one. So okay. that's the, that's my... Those are my reasons why it's good. All right, because I'm ready it's for good. It. So you guys remember the old game, the Newlyweds game? Yes. yes. So for those of you who may not know about the Newlyweds game, you would go on a game show, you would be with your Newlywed, and they would ask you questions about your partner, and you would have to answer them, and then they would have the real answers, and it was, you know, to test how well you knew your partner or not. So yeah. this one is the newlywed game, but pretend you guys are both married to the chupacabra, okay. and you guys have to guess <sighs> okay. guess right what or wrong answers would pick? about about like actual facts about the chupacabra, see how well you know your newlywed chupacabra. Oh, okay. Now I Let's did. I wasn't it. sure. Like call it like newly dead or ghouly dead game. Ooh, or I like ghouly dead. Do you like ghouly dead or ghouly wed? I like ghouly wed. Okay, so this is plays on the name. This is the ghouly wed game, <laughs> Valentine's edition. <laughs> Guess about your husband or wife or anything in between the chupacabra. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. So, are we going back and forth? Yeah, I know. I want to. How are we structuring this? Uh, you can both guess if you want, or if you if if you each want to take one, that's fine. So you can A B A B we'll A B. Alternate. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's do that. Okay, so this is a triple marriage between you two and the chupacabra. Awesome! Wow, cool. So Lindsay, you're going first. Yes. 
What does the chupacabra translate to? Um, How I'm, well do you know your ghoulie, your, your ghoulie wed? <laughs> well, we're not on, like, nickname basis yet, like, basis, but um, I don't know what the chupacabra translates to. Take like, a wild guess. the love lord? It's love lord. It's actually <laughs> uh, King King Kissy, because he kisses so well. That's not true No, nope. it translates to goat sucker. Oh. Because... I, gonna, I thought it was, like, goat eater or something. Yeah, goat like sucker. Like goatees or... Yeah, it... Um, <laughs> it sucks trims, on your goatee. It just sucks on your goatee when you're lonely. <laughs> Man, I need to shave my goatee then. But, yep, Chupacabra translates to goat sucker. All right. All right, Eli. Good to know. Where sure. is your ghoulie wed, the Chupacabra, originally from? Mm, I want to say, like... And it's as specific as country. Oh, okay. South America, for sure. Mm. Uh, No. I'm not no, sure. You gave me a look. Well, you guys, I, I can't really. I can't. You guys me. have held hands. I have. They've, I just host the show. <laughs> they've just lived all over the place, for, so we've never really settled down in one place for long enough. I don't yeah. think you know. Yeah, haven't, the family is a little distant, so we don't. We don't get to. Yeah. I'm gonna say like Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is nice. where the chupacabra is from originally. I don't know much about the chupacabra. I'm realizing. Well, why'd you get married? I don't know. This is re- I'm rethinking my whole life now. It was Vegas. We were just having a good time. We were spirits, spirits were high. We were. I actually goats. didn't even know he we had like <laughs> another spouse until Eli came on the show. So yeah, I mean that's cool though. Well, you guys got to know certain things each separately, Lindsay. Yes. What's how would you equate the chupacabra's size in terms um, of its overall imposing nature? Like a medium size. It says it's about the size of a small bear, so I think in the whole grand scheme of things, that might be categorically so medium I get a size. Point? You get a point. Nice. So to keep a point, I'm going to write a one, and then your symbol will be uh, an equal sign. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eli. Yes. Does your ghoulywed, the chupacabra, have any, sp- not like a spine like vertebrae, but like any, like think like uh, dinosaur-like. Spines or no spines? Spines. It's very hard to spoon those spines. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. From its neck all the way to its tail, all it has a series of spines. We spines. go through a lot of bedding. And it's only big spoon. Yeah. Because only, of the spines. Only ever big spoon. Okay, I'll put a one for you, and then your symbol will be the division sign. Great. Okay. <laughs> Linz, your ghoulie dead, the chupacabra, which U.S. state is its absolute favy? I wrote favy, What, like not where favorite. he likes to visit the most? Yes. When, when you guys um, vacation, where is the chupacabra like, let's please go to this state? I'm going to go with New Mexico. Maine. Actually, Maine. He's really like, oh yeah, because he really likes lobster. He loves he lobsters. I forgot. Now, well, he has a reaction though. He's allergic to shellfish. But he loves them so much. <laughs> stop but, he, but he loves it. I mean, I'm not supposed to eat bread, but I do. Now, it seems a little bit shellfish of him to bring you there all the time. Now, I did not make up that one, Maine, that there have been sightings of the chupacabra in Maine. That was oh. one of the one of the first U.S. states, or I think the first state in the U.S. where the chupacabra was spotted and where the most spottings happened. In Maine. Go well, figure. But there might be more than one of them, though, right? Uh, you guys tell me. Could be relatives. Brothers. He's got brothers. Well, that's why we keep going to Maine, is to see. His brothers. The, the one time I ever met anyone in his family. <laughs> Maine. Lair, Larry. Larry Cabra. <laughs> Larry Cabra. It's me, Larry Cabra. The Larry Goat. Is Cabra goat or is Chupa goat? Cabra is goat. Okay. Do so you remember the Cabrazul from Cabrazul? last episode or oh, a couple yeah. episodes ago? Oh, yeah. The goat. You the got blue me goat that or something one. like blue that. Blue goat, yeah. Okay, Eli. Yes. Which celebrity monster is the Chupacabra's 
favorite? My inclination is to say Mothman, but that's just because I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Mothman fan. Yeah. I, being from South America mm-hmm. and having a lot of vacation time in Maine, that covers a lot of ground. It's a bunch. It could be just about anything up or down the East Coast. Yeah, I don't, yeah it will. I don't know. I'm stumped. It's Sill from the movie Species that came out in the either late 80s or early 90s. What? What is Where did that? you find that on the internet? It's on, well, it's because, check it out. Gov.org. How are you looking up stuff about my spouse on the internet? Which, like, very personal information. Chupacabs, Chupacabs got to keep it more on lock because it's very public. Well, he's a DJ on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. So. D- DJ Spinums. DJ Cobbs. Uh, no, the, the, well, this is one of the main reasons why it's said that the Chupacabra is 100% fake. Because right around in the early 90s when the movie Species came out. Species, it's this lady who turns into a monster and like eats people's souls. Oh, wow. It's almost like a succubus thing where she tricks them and then she'll turn into a monster and like eat their face. Um, right. Right, around, right around when that movie came out, they started seeing sightings of the Chupacabra. And when they asked what it looked like, they described the movie, the monster from the movie Species. Which I think right. is very funny. Like, I know something they've never seen. This brand new movie called Species that just came out is in theaters right now. We'll really get him this time. We'll really get him. It looks like Mac and Me. It looks like the guys from Mac and Me. I mean, Mac it looks me. like a hairless noodle. That's essentially what it looks like. Okay, Lindsay. Yes. The Chupacabra's favorite way to just get around town or just move in general. What is it? Uh, Tuk Tuk. Okay, close. It's not Tuk Tuk. <laughs> it's actually hopping, hopping like a kangaroo would hop. Oh, well, yeah, he does that, too. That's his second favorite? But he has a sprained ankle right now, so he's been tuk-tuk in it. Does he make you tuk-tuk, or do you guys do a romantic tuk-tuk? No, we, I drive separately. Also, and I don't know if you knew this, really, really good unicyclist. Who? The Chupacabra. You? Oh, the Chupacabra. No, not Chewy. me. I've, I've tried a couple of times, but I, I can't get, especially because those weird, those weird kangaroo legs, it's hard for me to ride that unicycle. <laughs> oh, because it's set up for... The Chupacabra. Yeah. 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 So Especially me. The pedaling, it's sort of like a reverse uh, lateral pedaling system that has like a unilateral gradient. Correct. Uh, Eli, who is <laughs> who is the Chupacabra's favorite Hollywood action hero? Oh, there's so many. Jason Statham. Jackie Chan. Well, close second. Jackie Chan? <laughs> in the old cartoons in the Jackie Chan adventures... I believe there's an episode where the Chupacabra's in it, and it scratches Jackie Chan's buddy, which I think is very funny. Oh, I thought you were going to say it scratches Jackie Chan's butt. I was waiting. No. <laughs> guys. I anticipated that. Hey. Oh, that's gross and terrible. <laughs> also, also. also, the Chupacabra's not a perv. He just, he just scratches his buddy. Um, it's an accident. It's not perverted just to give someone a little butt tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of butt tickles, Lindsay... What song makes the Chupacabra want a French kiss? Um, probably D'Angelo, Untitled. Close. Anything by Alien Ant Farm. That, that last one I did just make up. Um, yeah, that's a total lie. But it's a tie game. You both know your, new, your ghouly dead, newlywed, not very well at all. So yeah. maybe a couple's retreat somewhere. Maybe you go to Maine, <laughs> eat some shellfish. Uh, maybe you go back to Puerto Rico. Maybe you do something. It's hard to get him to open up. He keeps to himself a lot. Yeah. It's like, please don't come into the study during, you know, from like 7 to 9 p.m. 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Well, see, 7 I, haven't, to 9 PM. I haven't even actually met him. It's been like an internet thing. So. Oh, but that's nice, though. Yeah. So, in real life, I'll know a little bit more about him. Okay, good. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my game. Awesome game. Nice Thanks, game. guys. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, and you're going to hear music that Eli wrote. Sure did. And he is with us right now. Yay. So. How fun. How fun, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see you in a second. Three, two. One. Yes. Hey, and we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you uh, went to the potty, got a Sammy. <laughs> Anything else with an E sort of rhyme? <laughs> Said hi to your friendy on your webcammy. Bought a fishy. Did a little Skypey with it. your unky and auntie. <laughs> and had some, did you say sippy? No, I didn't. But had we're a drinking sippy. a little sippy. Had some so. green tea. I, oh, I just finished mine. Really quick, I promised... This person on Twitter that I would mention their thing because it was very funny and it fits with our whole style. Okay. Um, her name is Gutter Witch on Twitter. She is at Queen Ami Hala or Ola. It's yeah. Queen A M I capital H O L L A A A. She put out a thing how to decode. West Virginian folklore slang, like okay. internet slang. Well, Eli's from West Virginia, so yeah. he can confirm. This so, is right up my alley. So, like, WTF yeah. in West Virginia folklore slang means, where's the Flatwoods monster? Which I think is very <laughs> funny. Uh, BTW, been tunnel wandering, which like is also really good. Yeah, I use that one frequently. BRB, <laughs> uh, BRB is big rhododendron bush. <laughs> and also one that, it's my favorite one, but the... No, but in this context, nothing is bad. It's MILF. Mothman I'd like to find, which I think is very funny. Yeah, that's very cute. I think it's very funny. So thank you for that, Gutter Witch. It was very funny to see online. Yeah, and feel free to um, send us anything you'd like. We're on Instagram Instagram and Twitter. just pictures of legs. (laughs) Instagrams. Um, at spooky underscore spouses. And then you could also send us an email at spooky spouses cast. And that's at gmail.com. So feel free to give us a shout out for anything or to share us or, you know, just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Help us spread want. the word. Help us spread the word, everyone. Also, the G in go, uh, Gmail stands for ghost. I ruined my joke a little bit, but it stands for ghost. <laughs> that's why we picked it. Okay, well, we have Eli on, and he is going to share a topic with us, which I'm very excited because we don't know anything about it. Yep, nothing at all. Awesome, here I go. Uh, (laughs) So, as the two of you are gracious enough to mention on a weekly basis, I wrote the theme for Spooky Spouses, among other things. I actually, big news, I got a call right before you guys got here. They pre-awarded me the Pulitzer in music this year for the Spooky Spouses theme. So, oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. And what's weird is that <laughs> we don't get anything from it, but Eli does because he wrote it. Well, you, you, get, you get exposure. That's what I'm talking about. Which is the most about. important. Right. That's the, the most, most important thing. For any artist, exposure. Also, I'll, I'll plug what you did. Eli just wrote the theme music for our good buddy Colin Parker, big boss man, baby, beautiful boss man for the Scavengers <laughs> Network. Word up. He has a new podcast out on the Scavengers Network called The Bad Pen Pal, and Eli just wrote the theme for that. I'm excited yep. to hear it. And it's actually just Alien Ant Farm playing, and Eli took the vocals out, and it's just Eli saying Eli Chambers. Eli Chambers, Eli Chambers, <laughs> Eli Chambers. Very rhythmically like that. Mm-hmm. So music is actually the reason that I know the Spooky Spouses at all. Because, and I don't want to, I don't want to toot anyone's horn too much. That's a music joke. But <laughs> Jordan and I uh, met at Ohio University while we were both studying music there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so through Jordan, I met Lindsay. Through Lindsay, I met Molly. Uh, through Molly, you met the <laughs> no Chupacabra. One. The chup- yeah. <laughs> Nobody at all. <laughs> I, uh, she did tell me several mailmen to be suspicious of, though. So now yeah. I'm on the watch yeah. for that. Greg, Larry, and Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, GDL, dude. GDL. But since music is sort of the thread that ties the three of us together, I thought it would be only apropos to bring in some music-themed uh, legends and lore and lunacy Yeah, in the form of a list, you are very welcome, because I know <laughs> that's our thing. Also, the composer, list. the list, Franz Liszt. Franz Liszt. I have a Franz Liszt for you. Music. Um, Good. I know y'all love some lists, and I did not want to disappoint. Now, I did write all of this down because I have um, an atrocious attention span. So if you hear any rustling of papers, that's me trying to keep my life together. <laughs> I, too, write everything down. I have to. Although I'm not, I feel unorganized. I write it all in my pants. I write it, I tattoo it on my body, memento style. Um, Do not forget to make super cool joke about Larry and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is almost that scripted, but I'm going to keep it loose. Eight spooky stories from fairly modern Western music history in order of spookiness. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Demi Lovato's uh, Texas childhood home. You guys like Demi, I right? I love Demi. Sorry, not Demi sorry. Fans. Sorry, not sorry. You know, I, I, I added sorry, not sorry to my running playlist, and whenever it comes on, I always go, oh, nice. He does the um, the rocky fist bump thing. He finds the nearest staircase and <laughs> runs up it as quickly as possible. <laughs> Why are you in my house? I've got to do this. I've got to do this. It's Demi. Demi Lovato's childhood home in Texas is the alleged host to the ghost of an 11-year-old named Emily. I don't know how Demi knows she's 11 years old. Maybe they're on, they communicate that articulately, which would be great. But Demi and her sister, Jenny Lovato. Yes, Jemmy. Um, but Jemmy, sorry. <laughs> Jimmy my bad. Uh, both report having communicated with Emily often as children, and their uncle... Jerry Lovato uh, also claims to have seen a balloon descend the staircase of its own free will and then like round the corner into, I don't know, either the hallway or the kitchen or something. Oh my gosh, that's when if you uh, take the original movie It with Tim Curry as the ghost, who's actually not credited, I think, in the credits as the ghost because it makes it creepier, yeah. Huh. Yeah, if, I think he didn't want to be because they didn't. He's like, I don't want people to know that I played this character. I want people to believe that I am Pennywise. Pennywise was Pennywise. Oh which come is, on, which you, is super creepy. You, you know it's Tim Curry. <laughs> There's <laughs> no way. Him. There's no way that's actually. He does a really good like Brooklynite accent oh, in that sweet. movie. Oh Very yeah, he kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah. But if you if you take the beginning of that movie, because there's a balloon, right? Doesn't he put a balloon out of the sewer? Yes. yes. If you start that movie at the very beginning, but get the super deluxe cut and rewind it even farther, and play Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd at the same time, that's where <laughs> the Demi Lovato balloon comes from. Demi Lovato will ah. pop out of the nearest sewer grate to you. Sorry. That's not crazy. Sorry. Not sorry. Number seven, Harry Nilsson's Death House. Which one's Harry uh, Nelson? Harry Nelson was a singer-songwriter in like the 70s-ish, 60s, 70s, but he owned an apartment in London, and when he had people come through to record or perform or whatever, he would rent it out to all of his music pals. Makes sense. Um, That's nice. This is the room where uh, Cass Elliot, Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas, oh. uh, passed away. She died in her sleep in that room. Whoa. Oh. Um, and it's an urban legend that she died because she choked on, I think, a ham sandwich. Oh, that has been just I know that's that's been disproven um, choking on my ham choking on my ham <laughs> and I'm drifting away <laughs> um, but the the creepier thing about that is that four years later 
staying in that same room, Keith Moon, the drummer for The Who, also yeah. passed away. Oh my god! In that room. So what this room is just... I didn't know about this. Accursed, this room is. And I'm pretty sure, please fact check me on this on Twitter, that this property is now owned by Dan Aykroyd. So Dan, if you're listening, don't don't go to sleep. Danny. Dan, don't fall asleep. Stay awake, Dan. We can't lose you, bud. Well, you're, you're speaking of Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters, he gets a little crazy with a ghost. Remember that scene? Speaking of people that sleep with ghosts. No, he gets frisky with a ghosty? Yeah, this ghost comes in and takes off his belt and then like his oh, eyes yeah. light up and then it cuts scene, but so Oh well that could have been anything. <laughs> Dan, whoa. Watch yourself. Daniel. What a bad boy. <laughs> Number six. In two thousand and one, the London estate of George Friedrich Handel. Yeah. Uh, was opened back up as a museum to the public. Uh, they turned it into like a handle museum. Um, <laughs> door handles. Like, door handles. Cover handles. Case handles. Um, <laughs> handles of vodka. When when you see, uh, when you sne- uh, stumble upon the one room with the cool handles, they say surprise. <laughs> no, that was Haydn. Oh, bummer. I don't understand. Made a handle joke and it was Haydn. Oh, we have to revoke your degree now. I'm sorry. Well... Not a very good joke anyways, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as soon as they reopened it, guests started reporting poltergeist activity. Yeah. So either this is Georgie Fred himself or someone who has lived there that really didn't want people there. So they had to, they brought in a Catholic priest because I'm pretty sure Handel was. a jazz musician. (laughs) And uh, Ravi Coltrane. (laughs) Ravi Coltrane. (laughs) And brought him in. Um, and like cleansed it and wow. since then it, it seems to have worked because I don't think there's been anything since like the early 2000s about it now the cool thing about that property is that Jimi Hendrix owned the flat directly next to Handel's not at the same time this actually that Handel ripped off a bunch of stuff from like, Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child Purple Haze <laughs> Jimi Hendrix also reported to have seen a ghost enter and exit the walls of his flat, which there might be some merit there. This was also the 60s, so who knows what he was seeing. There might be some drugs there. Maybe. Now, we don't know. We're not, allowed to say, we're not allowed to say drugs. We have to be clever about it. There might have been... There might have been some real hanky, good times going down. Hanky pink. Some hanky... S- no, because that's that's like scandalous. Yes, it is. Some Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yep. Some dusters in, the, dusters in the paper with rollers. Yeah. Some, some Colonel Mustard in the pantry with a lead pipe. yeah that's cool i didn't know about that that works number five in 1977 aerosmith nearly bought a cv300 jet plane that's a Uh, big one that's it's not that big oh i think it's like a 12 seater tiny little plane i 100 percent made that up i have no idea about the exact same size of the plane when we flew to new york city it was very small i know i'm already getting sweaty and that was (laughs) let's not talk about it like aside from all the ghost stuff that was the scariest thing that's happened to us i think in the last 20 years full panic attack (laughs) (laughs) airplanes sucked Well, I, those things must be problematic across the board. Because, oh, I mean, this, this plane must have been big enough for at least a Aerosmith. Yeah. Right. But um, <laughs> they, everyone in the band, like right around the time that they were about to buy or rent this plane, started having these weird like premonition dreams about the plane. Like, let's, let's not, I don't want to get on that plane. Let's not do it. Mm-mm. And so they had their manager go check it out. Manager decided they didn't want it because there were some technical issues. But that same plane was later rented by Leonard Skinner. 
And on October 20th of that year, that plane oh. crashed in Galesburg, Missouri, killing Ronnie Van Zant and Steve Gaines and Cassie Gaines and their manager, Dean Kilpatrick. Oh my so, gosh. Aerosmith, yeah, Aerosmith nearly avoided a very, very bad so plane crash. I think this, business is, move. this is a word to the wise. If you're, if Sp- you're Leonard Skinner, if you're Leonard Skinner, you might no. Uh, if you're having premonitions in while you're sleeping, I would say act on them and maybe just continue to dream on. That's why. That's why. <laughs> you I guys haven't... didn't hear my Aerosmith. Oh, I liked your joke. <laughs> it was very dream good. on. Wait, no. Well, that's like La Bamba, Richie Valens. Richie Valens hated yeah. planes. He had premonitions. He didn't want to get on a plane. They made him get on a plane, and look what happened. Look what happened. Him, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper. That's so I forget. sad. Yeah. He didn't want to get on that plane. Now, something that's not sad, because we could talk about plane crashes, which are horrendous and very, very depressing. Uh, but imagine getting to the point in your life where you and some buddies are like, you guys want to all go in on a plane? What a cool point to be at, I think. You, you have enough money. You're like, I could waste some money just buy a plane. Sure. I don't know if I would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. Just thinking about that. It's, fun. it's a fun exercise. <laughs> <laughs> what co- what color plane would you get? What flavor of plane would you get? Chrome, so it would blend in. It would people would think it was a spacecraft. Oh, sweet, cool. Okay, all right. <laughs> Number four, uh, the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, is the longtime home to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is a nationally televised country music show. I don't know if it's still televised. It might still be radio broadcast. I don't remember if it's. I don't know on TV. Any hoozle. This is like the premier country venue i guess in the u.s and people will often report seeing hank williams senior just kind of hanging out backstage which is awesome the only problem with that is that he died in 1953 and he's and he's still hanging out back there people like stagehands and i don't know caterers or whoever they say they'll just round the corner and see him hanging out there for a second hanging with hank hanging with hank i was i was (laughs) Balling some cantaloupe, and I scared the wits out of him. And I looked up, and there he was. <laughs> I was putting out these oddly specific craft requests from Kid Rock, and I got scared by Hank Williams. <laughs> what do you think Kid Rock is, like, number one on his list when he does craft services? Number one on his list. Oh, man. Craft Just a services. bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. There you go. On its own. Just chugs it. Iceberg lettuce. Raw. I like to forget about Kid Rock. Pretend you know, like he never existed. That's a really good thing. Maybe Kid Rock is a ghost. He's that annoying fragment of our imagination. He that is, won't go away. He is the amalgamated away. souls, the amalgamated angry souls of everyone that died in the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Yes. Ooh. But with yep. Axe Body Spray, they got somewhere. With a lot of Axe Body Spray. Classic kid rock. <laughs> Number three. In Clear Lake, Iowa in 1959, a plane crashed in a field and killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, Big Bopper, mm. all the guys that you, that you mentioned earlier. Um, I loved that movie when I was little. I love La Bamba. I cried every time. Oh, man. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's good. I feel like I owe it to myself to see that movie. It's good. The best part is when his brother finds out he dies. Well, that's not, you know, it's sad. But he's just <laughs> screaming up a hill and he's going, Richie! For like 20 minutes and it's the best part. 20 whole minutes? It's a while. He's screaming for a while. But... And all in one take. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> and it's one yell. Richie! Extended Richie! <laughs> And that's when he, uh, you find out that he can circular breathe while he's screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> he's, I, he might have. Crazy. <laughs> so when that plane crashed in 1959, it crashed. <laughs> Good. Um, but to this day, the residents of Clear Lake, Iowa, uh, say that when the sun goes down, every once in a while you can see little like lights 
bobbing up and down and oh. traversing the field where they where they mm-hmm. crashed. So maybe they're just kind of hanging out there. Weird. Wandering around looking for their luggage. I'm, we we were we were talking about that I think last week like hearing ghost music and stuff music that's not there but you're like that music is trapped in time somewhere and you're still hearing music yeah imagine hearing music like from those guys from Buddy Holly oh how nice oh my gosh that would be so wacky all right every day I'm a little ghosty <laughs> <laughs> boo boo boo. That is how I scare you. <laughs> Be prepared. Because <laughs> I was... I don't remember the rest you of the song. You can see right through me. <laughs> All right, number two. In March of 1933, here's... I'm going to get this wrong. Hang in with me here. Baron Eric Kula Palmistierna. That's right. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. From Gary, Indiana. Yes. <laughs> um, Baron Eric was Sweden's ambassador to London. Mm. And uh, he was also big into the spiritual realm and holding seances and stuff like that. Classic Eric. Uh, classic. Anyone named Eric that I've ever known is just like super into like ghost hunting. Well, yeah. It's well, weird Clapton. how that works. Clapton. Clapton. Yeah. Eric Clapton. 100%. Eric. Wareheim. Wareheim. <laughs> big, big ghost guy. He's a big ghost boy. He's actually, he himself is a ghost. <laughs> yeah. He's just really good at it. <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> uh, but so while this Baron Eric von Palmistierna guy was holding a seance with a Ouija board, he claims to have been contacted by none other than composer Robert Schumann. Okay. Who I told don't, it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. Until. Now oh. check, this, check this out. Schumann demanded that the, uh, the party gathered at the seance find and perform one of his unpublished works demanded that they find it and said that they would find it in Berlin. And so they went to Berlin and started looking through all of the archives. And sure enough, they found an unfinished violin concerto by Robert Schumann. That's pretty cool. That's that is wacky. pretty neat. That's sweet. The manuscript was finished up somehow. I don't know if they had like a Schumann expert come in and just write the rest of the piece. I'm not sure. But it was it was found in Berlin and it wow. was performed live there in 1937 for the first time. In front of the Nazi propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels. Oh, bummer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> serious bummer. Uh, the New York Times later called that piece a, quote, dismal fiasco. Oh, great. Uh, so maybe chalk that one off, uh, chalk that one up to a loss, maybe, a little bit. Well, wasn't it Robert Bob, Schumann Bobby, later? Bobby Shoes. Wasn't it Bobby Shoes later in life got really, like, he went crazy because he had syphilis? He was syphilitic, and so he was not in a very good headspace. But then his wife, Clara, who wrote very good music, her and Brahms were hanging out. Yep. And do you think, like... Were they hanging out? I think they or were, were they just hanging out? I think they were, they would touch their mouths together. They were hanky panky. They were hanking out. They are <laughs> Hank, Hank Jr. in. But do you Ow. think that, like, they were, they were sitting there You're maybe, like, sipping... Was that Hank Williams? Uh, I sure. Think I don't so. remember. I don't know any. I don't know any anything. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, do you think that Brahms and Clara were sitting there? You know, Robert or Bobby Shoes in the hospital, or maybe he just passed, and they were like, I, I, I would like to think that like they were sipping scotch or wine or something. Well, that's a real that, bummer about your husband. Want to make out? Bummer. Do you want to touch my mouth with your mouth? <laughs> but there. But she was like, he wrote this piece and it's not good and they sat there and realized it was not good and then hit it like hopefully no one will ever find this because that's really bad because he wrote it when he was like crazy with syphilis yeah and then 
And then his ghost was Buddy like... Buddy Eric was like... Nuh-uh, either. Mm-mm, you couldn't see it, it, but I just did a very sassy, like, head bob, finger, finger snap. Yeah, I got scared for like a minute. <laughs> Eli was sorry, not sorry on very, that one. Very not sorry, not... Very not, <laughs> not super, not particularly apologetic. <laughs> Number one. I know you guys are huge David Bowie fans. Yes! So here's, here's a nice little chestnut from... I Wade. wore my hat with my David Bowie pin on it. Which, which I thought when I first saw it was the Powerade insignia, and I was very confused. And then someone also thought it was a Power Rangers thing, but I promise it's David Bowie. I bought it on his birthday. Well, he he owned the rights. <laughs> the Bowie estate, the Jones estate, owns the rights to both Power Rangers and Powerade. <laughs> yeah. Um, bummer. Bummer. Bowie. Uh, I mean, he had to make some side money somehow. Yeah, true. Um, there is a mansion, uh, or what used to be a mansion, in Paris called the Chateau de la Ville. Yeah. Uh, D apostrophe H E R O U V I L L E. Um, oh, the Chato sure? Chato Dorillo. I'm not it sure. It sounds at all. very Latin. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Chato Dorillo. Might want to look that one up. Chatos. Chateau de je ne sais pas. But this is a, a, a former mansion uh, near Paris that artists would come through and do residencies there. Like Van Gogh stayed there for a while. Frederick Chopin stayed there for a while. Yeah. And then as recently as like the 70s, 80s, 90s, people like Pink Floyd and Elton John and David Bowie. And Demi Lovato. And Demi Lovato <laughs> would also like record there and just hang out there. But um, it was either during the recording of Pinups or Low. I, I couldn't pinpoint because <laughs> Pinups and Pin. Hey-o. Uh <laughs> Couldn't exactly figure out which album it was, but somewhere around that time. I believe when he did Low, it was that almost all of that was exclusively in Berlin. Okay. So it must have been... That makes sense. Because Hero... What? Is Heroes on that album? Uh, yes. I am so bad. Me too. With my With my... I don't know my Bowie very well. (laughs) Um, But while, like, Bowie and uh, Tony Visconti and Brian Eno were all staying there, Bowie reportedly took one look at the room he was supposed to sleep in and said... I'm not sleeping in there. Something's wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to sleep in there. There's something very wrong. <laughs> something wrong. Something's <laughs> very wrong. That's that's how David Bowie sounds like. <laughs> Tony Visconti said that the master bedroom had this like really weird dark corner that was ironically next to a window that seemed to kind of absorb all of the light around it. Whoa! And uh, was like a major cold spot, which I mean, I know you guys know a lot about ghosting. That usually means something pretty bad mm-hmm. or pretty significant. That's what we call in the biz an uh oh spot. An uh oh spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Technical term. Look it up. <laughs> just get some scrubbing bubbles and get rid of that uh oh spot real quick. <laughs> Tony Visconti was like, "Oh, so okay. I'll take the room." I don't. Is Tony Visconti English? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just like doing the. I just like doing this accent. <laughs> In it. So Tony took the room and he reported having been shaken awake every morning by a ghost. A ghost would grab his shoulder and shake him awake. No, thank you. No. I mean, that that does save you the hassle of, like, ordering down for a wake-up call, though. Yeah. It's, I mean, whether you want to get up or not, you're up at 7.48 a.m. But that would annoy me, though. Like, I get mad when Molly puts her cold little nose, like... On my face. Yeah, you know, I actually do too, but I also really like it because I love our dog's cute little nose. <laughs> well, I have a feeling this ghost didn't have quite the cute little nose. That You're probably right. Most, you know, fun fact, most ghosts aren't that cute. How can you tell? See? They you might see be. You know, see, I always carry a little vial of uh, baby powder on me mm-hmm. so that if I come across a ghost and I, I can throw it on the ghost and see what it looks like. 
Because if it's like, and then if it's not cute, you kick it. You can tell right away yeah. if they're sm- <laughs> if, if they're smizing or smizing or smelling, smelling or or frowning with your eyes, frizing, frizing. Yeah, no, that's where you're. Frizing. That's where you're holding a um, a supersized McDonald's French fry. Bag. Yes, and they're still too hot to eat. It's the best way to find a ghost is if you can hear, like, you can hear them trying to eat fries that are too hot. Ah, oh, oh, oh. That's why they're always, like, That's wailing and stuff. Noises. Yeah, because their fries too, are too hot. Too warm. <laughs> Burning the roof of my ghost mouth. So, okay, this guy took the room from, from our good buddy Davey and, and said he was being shaken, shaken, bacon awake from these ghosts. Every, yeah, every day they stayed there. Was, was I think that's awoken. every day too many for me. Yeah. <laughs> every day too many. It's my second favorite David Bowie album. After the first night, I would be like, I don't want to stay in this room anymore. First yeah. night? Why would the you? First shake? I'd the be first out time. Five thousand. <laughs> Absolutely. I, there's no way that happens, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll ride this out. See if it happens again. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, Isn't I would not job? do it. I would not do it. I would be shaken once. I'd look over and be like, Lindsay, did you just shake me awake and bake and wake? And you'd go, no. I, okay, we're like, moving. No, because I'm in the room with Bowie, so I'm not even in there. Oh, yeah, there. you're hanging out with Bowie. I'm like, I, I don't even be. know who you're we're talking playing to. playing Uno. It's not very fun because you play with two people, but <laughs> we're still playing Uno. <laughs> you know that about David Bowie? Like, when he got really excited about something, he would buy a lot of that thing and give them to his friends. He bought a lot of, uh, I think it was Arcade Fire's first album. I'm not a huge Arcade Fire fan. Oh, yeah. That was, like, before he died. Like, yeah, I that think was it fairly was, recent. It, was well, it, it? I thought it was thought Neon it, Bible. It couldn't have been after he died that he gave this album to us. <laughs> well, well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> or it could have been. <laughs> what a twist it was. Oh, man. If we could talk to Bowie's ghost. I would love that. I have so many questions. Like, when did you give out the Arcade Fire album? I'm here yeah. with you right now. Ask me any questions you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really creepy. That is really creepy. Yeah, and that that is number one on my on my uh, creepy list of stuff. My creepy music stuff. My eight spooky music stories. My... Is there like a cool, like a pun, like a cool thing? Nope. All right. that's it well very cool yeah good topic thanks for having me on this week thanks for having uh, having it on you for doing it yeah (laughs) and writing our wonderful theme song oh it was a pleasure and middle song and outro it's all spoilers it's all the same one you just spliced it up we just spliced it and cut it when we we had to make a small ad read that i think will be playing on the scavengers network soon Mm -hmm. and i had to edit your music and there's a bar like the intro I think I changed it into a bar of five or into a bar of four because it was Ooh. the only way that it would work, and it's it's really jarring. Well, now I want to go listen to that specific. Is that ad <laughs> up and running yet? Yep. It's on our SoundCloud, but that won't be around for much longer. So here's, I guess this is a good transition to get into... The Scavengers Network. The Scavengers Network. So if this is your first time listening, hi everyone, welcome to the end of the show. You made it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Lindsay and I, or Spooky Spouses, is now a part of the Scavengers Network of podcasts started by our good buddy colin and his friends it now hosts a few podcasts like colin's new one bad pen pal uh journey under 30 and we are on the network as well among others our website thescavengersnetwork.com is a work in progress but it's slowly but surely being built up and Lindsay and i will be, will be moving our rss feed which is 
essentially all the bits and bytes of our podcast over to their website. It stands for Really Scary Spaghetti. It said, we'll, yeah. we, we'll be transferring our Really Scary Spaghetti feed to the Scavengers Network. That doesn't necessarily mean anything different for you. Uh, as you'll, the listeners. As, yeah, at, at all. You guys will still be able to listen to our show on iTunes, Google, most other pod-catching apps. But we're moving on up, making that leap. So if you like what you hear, then let us know or check out the Scavengers Network. Check them out. They're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, I believe it's just at Scavengers Network. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Spooky underscore Spouses. You can send us an email, some spooky photos, a photo personal of your stories. personal stories, a photo of your cute dog or your cat or Ooh, your yeah, guinea pig. Those are my favorite. Yeah, send us some pictures of cute dogs, please. <laughs> and if you're going to tweet about the show as well, please use the Spooky Spouses hashtag so we can read your stuff and like your stuff. Or follow us on Instagram at spooky underscore spouses as well. Or on MySpace. We're just on there at <laughs> spooky spouses123 because spooky spouses 100 through 122. These guys actually single handedly brought back Formspring. Formspring. Uh, <laughs> they're the only thing on Formspring. So congrats. Thanks. On that Thank line. you. Yeah. We're also starting up Zanga again. So be on the lookout nice. for Zanga. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks for being on our show, Eli. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Eli. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're on Twitter at Eli Who Does Music. Yeah. If anyone needs a podcast theme, or like some some 13th century style uh, French polyphonic chansons. Let me know. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to do it for you. <laughs> or anything in between, for that matter. Uh, you're also on Instagram at dustlord.tv. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> or if you just search Eli Chambers, I'm sure it'll just come up. Yeah. Or, well, now there is there's a there's a Canadian singer songwriter named Eli Chambers uh, who actually is much more popular on the internet than I am currently, but. Let's see if we can't get that flipped around. Now, there I was going to say, you can also search Jordan Reed on anything, but you'll get a professional football player. So I think in our case, you might have to scroll like 50 down. Yeah, but his legs aren't as cool as yours are, though. They yeah, aren't but his like arms, strong his or throwing muscles are, sinewy. His throwing <laughs> muscles are good. <laughs> was that it, Lens? I think that's it. I think okay. it does it for this week. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy your week. Make it spooky. Make it spooky, make it sassy, make, make it flirty, it make it fun. Ghoulishly romantic. Yeah, maybe kiss a skull or something. Ooh, nice. I love kissing skulls. Me too. And cracking them. Oh, whoa! Oh, Lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for supporting us and just listening. Yeah, and if you want to, if you feel so inclined, please share our show with someone you like or someone you don't. Help us spread the word. Yeah. Well. That about does her. That about does her up there, Bubby. <laughs> I guess we'll see you next week on Monday. Bye. This is David Bowie signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that really was David Bowie. That was weird. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>